this month's issue of Discorder is purple. And you know, purple is the new green with envy. They're turning violet! The October issue features interviews with Puzzlehead, Swim Team, Kai Plant, and Poxy Sun on their new and upcoming week. We address the uncertainty of the Trans-Pacific Partnership for Artists and sit down with the organizers of Japanese poets north of the 49th to discuss reconciliation through poetry. Thanks to this month's sponsors, Vinyl Records, Recruiting Canada, the Rickshaw Theatre, Fringe Festival, Zipcar, Jazz Records, The Astoria, the UBC AMS, Don't Argue, Redgate, Print Print, SFU Community Engagement, Live Van, the Vancouver Art Book Fair, the Rio Theatre, the Vancouver International Film Festival, Vancouver New Music, and Timber Concerts. Pick up a free physical copy of Discorder around town or read online at discorder.ca. Hi, and welcome to The Real World with Dama and Dora on CITR 101.9 FM. We just want to um, acknowledge we are broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver, BC. The Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show, and we try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film, um, campus organizations, and also just, like, life. Like yeah. Like, people, just the world. Great things um, in general. And today we're talking about kids' movies. Yeah, so in case you don't follow us regular and you don't see the seamless transition that we're making from one theme to another, last week... <laughs> We did Shia LaBeouf movies, and somehow we spiraled into Disney stars and how when you're a kid Disney star, your life goes places. It's intense. Yeah, it, it can go very good, <laughs> to very good places, but it can also go to places that you don't want to be. So we were thinking, mm, Disney stars, Disney, kids, kid <laughs> movies. <laughs> Boom! Perfect! So we decided that uh, the kids' segue movies... of the century. Yeah, so we're, we're totally connecting between episodes, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. So that's um, what we're doing. I also, um, I forgot to mention, we just played the song Sugar by Chains of Love, a local Vancouver band. Really cool, really good song. Um, yeah, I just, I almost forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Cool, so... So Let's jump right in. Yeah, or um, talk a bit about kids' movies in general. Um, I w- I think we should talk about a little generally. Um, it's pretty funny. Before we actually started <laughs> living, being on air, we were talking a little bit about it because part of also part of this like series, almost this format that we do, is we don't tell each other. Like we don't talk about the episode until. We're like on air actually talking about it, which like kind of sounds weird, but we we want like to like have our own thoughts and then come in and it's jump so into spontaneous. It. Yeah, um, but it was pretty funny because Dama was like, "I love kids movies. They're so like what what do you say? I said they're like pure and have a certain beautiful innocence to them. <laughs> that like beautiful poetic like children lovely like <laughs> so what like a lovely sentiment. And I came out of this experience being like kids movies are evil like manipulative awful like just like so weird yeah. so i thought it was like weird that we like got such like almost polar opposites like conclusions yeah. out of this which i think is really cool <laughs> um do you want to talk a little bit about how pure and innocent they are yeah okay so i think in general in a lot of kids movies you have like the b- very clear hero and then you have like the antagonist and then in general like things go according to plan and then everything has a happy ending so i guess the innocence and beauty of it is that you don't have all of the dark like sentimental 
darkness that you get in so many adult films. It's just like, you can't be exposing kids to so much angst all the time. <laughs> so They bring enough angst into this world as it is. <laughs> exactly. To be so I felt that a lot of kids' on. movies are just like bright and like pop art almost. I feel like kids' movies are pop art, you know? They're just, cool. they're there to like bring color into the world and entertain kids. Like kids aren't looking for a good story. Like I wasn't. I don't I don't remember half of the movies I watched when I was a kid, you know? It was just like, "Ooh, it's fun and it's colorful and I'm watching it for a while and I love it." And then you kind of forget about it. So it's like just this innocent cute adventure. Though, I would like to point out that having watched a lot of kids movies as a young adult now, I see a lot of strange things. <laughs> so, I think uh part of this is just because kids' movies aren't only for kids. Like, they're made for yeah. kids and the parents that watch it with the kids. And, like, the best kids' movies are the ones that the parents can watch, too. Exactly. So that's another thing that kind of I realized more as an older person, I guess. You're an adult. Yeah, I'm an adult. So <laughs> uh, there were certain movies that my dad would come to watch with me, and he'd come out and he'd be like, I love this movie. And he was so genuine about it. And my dad is the kind of person that, like, if he doesn't like a kid's movie or he thinks it's dumb, like, he's not going to say that it's terrible, but he's, like, not going to be excited about it. Yeah. Which is totally fair. Why would you be excited about a kid's movie you don't like? But there were some movies. So, like, How to Train Your Dragon, Aliens versus Monsters. Is that a thing? Monsters versus Aliens That's is so good. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorites. Okay, so those movies, like... We came out of the movie theater, and my dad was like, that was genius. And I was like, it was, right? <laughs> but I was a kid, so I yeah. thought it was funny for, like, the kid reasons. And then I watch it again, and I'm like, this is genius for completely different reasons now. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pure when you watch them as a kid, but I think there's still, like, a cool purity to it. It's not innocence anymore, but it's still, like, pure that both the parents and the kids can in get so much enjoyment out of one movie that it's, like, almost two different movies, depending on who's watching it. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Um, I will respectfully disagree. <laughs> um, kids movies are literal evil media placed on this earth to manipulate kids into conforming to the social norms <laughs> that the society that they live in, like, has ascribed for them. I would love to. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of this is coming from, I'm taking a like classics and film course right now. And um, we're looking, like we started out the year kind of looking at, um, we looked at the Hercules, like the Disney movie Hercules. Mm. And how like, like really perverse, weird ideas of like what ancient Greece and Rome are mm -hmm. and like how they were demonstrated and portrayed in this film. Um, but I also like, Watching movies as an older per watching kids movies as an older person, I'm like that is like a weird reaction for this person to have. Like these people aren't really characters; they are just like vessels for the good um, or like the bad, um, and they fill these roles that like teach children this is how you should act. Like this is this is the timeline that you should follow, and like if you are kind of nice and like weirdly like passive um because i can't think of like a kids movie 
except like Mulan where yeah. they like actually like take action most of it's like it happens to them almost and they mm-hmm. like kind of follow along um but I also I I um like I don't know I just find them so evil I because <laughs> they they are made by older people with the thing in mind like why like what am I showing to these children why do I want to show this to them and like what will they take out of it and the takeaways are like be don't be like be special but don't be abnormal almost um like follow the rules be nice like weird exceptionalist niceness is good yeah but it does like being nice doesn't mean you're gonna be a hero yeah like and that's kind of like it's just like weird (laughs) weird ideas that it impresses upon children i mean i've only really seen american like children's movies but like conforming to this like weird capitalist consumerist society Mm. and but also like not really questioning authority just kind of like being the cog in the machine and like that like every kids movie that i watched this week had like those underlying like takeaways for for children for little baby humans who literally don't know better and are watching it and consuming it and being like this is how the world is like i think they're pure evil they're they're i mean like they're fun to watch they're they're definitely sentimental and like light-hearted but their purpose is evil oh my god that's, that's my opinion <laughs> that's know. intense yeah, i definitely see where you're coming from like obviously any any media that is made is going to have like the underlying opinions and i guess not dogma but just like the yeah the social dogma yeah of whoever's creating it so like i see it but also i don't think all of them were like that a lot of the ones i watched i thought were awesome what did you and, watch okay wait but Okay, should I just start talking about my movies? If you have more to say, go for it. I mean, yeah, I just... There's a lot of movies in general. Like, not the ones that I watched for this week. But, like, I'm going to talk about How to Train Your Dragon. Because I love How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, it's fun. But it's also, like... Like, you can do anything. He's going completely out of the social norm. Like, he is literally no, going against everything. No, he's being everything. special, but he's not being abnormal. Yeah, he is. He's seen as a loser by the Vikings. He's seen as someone that is completely out there, that is never going to be anything. But he's a white, cis, heterosexual male who In is, In a like, white, cis, hetero male society, like, it's not... The movie isn't about races. It's not about something else. Like if no, but it's about an exceptional. I'm using air quotes for. I mean, he. I guess he is pretty exceptional. He trains a dragon. Um, no, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the exceptionality of it. I'm saying this is a guy that is completely excluded from his society because of something he can't help. He can't help that he doesn't like beating up dragons. He can't help that he's just not into the culture that he has been inserted into and then he makes something awesome out of it this is something that really bothers me that i find in a lot of children's movies and movies in general is the like underappreciated white boy who like they're is, all white in no this no no movie, no, no i'm not talking about how to train your dragon i'm talking about like movie tropes in general um the like nice guy who like 
no one ever listens to him or appreciates him, but he's actually so special. Like, I think it's like a, but, and like, then finally he's recognized. It's something that I've noticed in movies a lot recently, and it really makes me mad because it's like, you're not like a part of the, like, it's great because it's championing the, like, you're weird, you're not like the norm but then in the end finally you're accepted to the norm and that's not the end goal like and I find it like very like like gendered and problematic I hate this trope I see it everywhere I disagree so much I don't think that like that trope ends with them being accepted into the norm. I think it ends with the norm changing. But that doesn't important. happen. But that's movie, kids' movies aren't about what happens in reality. It's, it's about what you should be striving to do. It's about teaching kids that Who's you can break this out should, of it. Who's should though? Like, the me, the MGM, the companies. Yeah, yeah, and that sucks. But like, it's still. You can take out of it whatever you want to take out of it. So, like, I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, yeah, this is something I hated in it. But what I can interpret purely from the characters, like, just from the way that this character speaks to me, is, like, I can change the way that the norm is and I can make things better. By being different, even though society did not accept me before, I will change society and make it so that people like me are accepted now. And I think that's awesome. That's beautiful. I don't think that's what these movies do, though. I think it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's what the companies are going for. But I don't care what the companies are going for as long as the kids get something out of it. And that's what I got out of it. That's fair. Um, I would say I think Shrek is, like, a really good example of that because he, like, like I don't know. He's not accept- – like, my issue is with, like, the final, like, group acceptance – Um, Because Shrek, at the end, he's like, whatever. Like, I don't care. This is what makes me happy. If you're down with it, that's awesome. Dope. If you're not, get out of my life. I don't need you. Mm. But, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm only thinking about How to Train Your Dragon right now because that's in my head. (laughs) But in the end, um, everyone's like, good job, Hiccup. Like, woo, like, thank you. And he's like, finally, I've gotten to this level, which is something that he, like, had bothered him before and now he's achieved it but the achievement isn't that he trained the dragon it's that he trained the dragon and now everyone else has their dragons and blah 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 blah. like i don't know no see like i don't see it that way i think the achievement is that he changed the way that it was so before he was in a culture where if you weren't exactly like everyone else and everyone else was i like killing dragons then you, like, could not fit. You were a disappointment. He was a disappointment to his father. Like, he was almost disowned. It was bad. Um, Gerald Butler's best role. (laughs) Indeed. In my opinion. Um, But yeah, if you weren't, uh, like, assimilated into that, then you sucked. And then he changed it into something where, like... Yeah, it's a whole different thing, and you can train your dragon if you want, or you can not train your dragon. Like, you can do whatever you want, and you're accepted, and it's awesome. Also, I love that in the second movie, he's disabled, which is freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I love, I, I loved it so much, just to see this, like, disabled character go out and do everything a super able person can do. It's like, yeah. yes, so good. That was really awesome. Oh. Um, so good. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a lot of food for thought. Um, we're going to play a couple songs, um, then come back with more convo. Woo. Um, 
So we're going to be playing If I Were King of the Forest from The Wizard of Oz, which was one of the movies that I watched. And then also um, Alone at the Pier with Rose Melberg by Gigi, who is a local Vancouver pop artist. Cool. So yeah, um, get down with that. In another hour, I'll be king of the forest. Long live the king. If I were king of the forest, not queen, not duke, not prince, my regal robes of the forest, would be satin, and not a cotton, and not tints. I'd command each thing, be it fish or fowl, with a woof, and a woof, and a royal growl. Woof. As I'd click my heel, all the trees would kneel, and the mountains bow, and the bulls kowtow, and the sparrow would Take wing, fie, fie, where king. Each rabbit would show respect to me, the chipmunks genuflect to me, the my tail would lash, I would show compass for every underling. Because it's springtime Does not mean it is I'll give you everything time No, oh, oh Blossoms on the tree They may be in bloom But that don't mean I'll love you Forevermore Know this for sure Just because my heart aches
Just because I unplugged the jukebox and stopped listening to 96 Tears does not mean I won't be crying all alone at the pier. And just because I see an ending in everything around with every tree branch bending, I await the snapping sound. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it wrong. I'm about to spit yeah. in this mic like <laughs> freestyle elfin, you know? Okay, okay. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. Does it make sense? <laughs> no, but who cares? All right, let's go. <clears throat> Finally, we. <laughs> You're not even gonna last. All right. Victoria's pretty good, not bad festival, Fountain, just back from France. Montreal, <laughs> what the f***? It's the script. <laughs> I couldn't even... What? Victoria's pretty good, not bad festival. <laughs> Fountain's oh, just right. back from France. <laughs> what are you even saying here? Oh, you're trying to say these are the things featured oh, yeah, in this one. You should probably specify that. Because even a f***ing elf couldn't understand that, okay? Think you can do better than an elf? At CITR, we want to have a variety of voices on the air. Want to write scripts? Do some voice acting? Broadcast your creativity? Volunteer with the CITR production department. No experience? We can also train you in everything required. Send an email to psas at citr.ca to learn more. And don't wait to get your voice on the air. Hey, what's so sad? Oh, nothing really. <laughs> Not very convincing, Jane girl. Whatever it is, I've got just the cure for it. One, two, three, four. Did you know CITR has a women's collective? This brand new collective is all about providing and fostering a community for women who are or who want to be in radio, fighting the gender disparity in media, and centering women's voices and issues. If you are a female-identified person or ally who's already involved in radio or wants somewhere to start, this collective is for you. Email womenscollective at citr.ca for more information and to get involved. And tune in Friday at 6 p.m. for the collective show Lady Radio, featuring music, interviews, events, news, commentary. Basically anything we care to talk about. See you then. Well, how do you like it? There's only one word for it. 
Terrific. <laughs> you know, I'm so proud of it. It's almost indecent of me. Hi, and welcome back to The Real World with Dama and Dora on CITR 101.9 FM. Today we are talking about kids' movies. Um, we just had um, a, like, surprisingly, I don't want to say heated, but, like... Intense. Yeah, discussion on, like, whether... Kids' movies, are they evil or not? <laughs> um, or, like, like, or, like, incredibly wholesome. Um, I was on Team Evil. evil. Dama was Team... Wholesome. Pure, beautiful. Um... Which I do envy. I wish, I wish I could see the beauty in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my life is dark. <laughs> um, but so, in preparation for this episode, I watched. I actually called my mom, and I was like, "Dear, dear Sarah, what was my favorite movie growing up?" Without like a second of hesitation, The Wizard of Oz shot out of her face, um, and I was. I like knew that I liked it when I was little, but. Apparently, I loved that movie. Oh, yes. Um, and watching it again, I actually... I watched it so many times when I was little. I find this with Lord of the Rings as well. Stuff that I've seen so often, I know what I like. Um, but what I liked, what I decided I liked, I formed when I was, like, very young. Mm -hmm. So I skip scenes that I... Or, like, I've, like, kind of compartmentalized different sections of the movie. And there are... Um, scenes that I like I'm very engaged with and I really like and scenes that I would just skip over to get to the parts that I did like mm -hmm. and with Lord of the Rings I had this like new revelation um, a few years ago when I was I was like forced to watch them all the way through and I was like like this is something I thought that I hated but I also really but I really enjoy now mm -hmm. same with Wizard of Oz um, I used to love the songs like that was very much my jam but the dialogue's cool, too. Like, I really liked it. Um, it's also so weird. This movie is, like, so strange. Oh, yeah. um, it's, like, a landmark film, as I'm sure our listeners know. I think it was, like, the first, like, huge, like, colored film. Yeah. Um, and the colors are vibrant. It's kind of like they were like, we're usually black and white, and now here's every color ever, overload, let's do it. And it's so fun. It's so pretty. Um, I was also, like, very impressed with the effects that they did. They do, like, fire shooting out of stuff and, <laughs> and like, I mean, that's the main one. The sets are huge. It, like, it, like, I don't know... I guess I don't know a huge amount about, like, Hollywood film production, yeah. but I feel like there's a lot of, like, going to location um, or, like, having it set in a house or something. And, like, the effects in Hollywood movies are cool, but it's, like, a huge bomb exploding however far away. In this, like, and, like, a lot of it's CGI. In this, literal fire was blasted out of these spouts, and the <laughs> actors are interacting with it, and, like, it seems so... Scary! Yeah, very scary, very intense, very cool, um, and so pretty, so pretty. Um, I don't know, it was, like, pretty nostalgic for me. There are a lot of things that I didn't like about the movie when I was little. I remember not liking... I, a lot of, I remember I was watching scenes and I remember not understanding what was going on. I mm -hmm. think that's why I didn't like the dialogue so much. Okay, yeah, that um, makes sense. Because the songs, it's just a song, whatever you're following it. But there were scenes, and I was watching it a couple nights ago, and I was like, oh, I get this. Like, this makes sense. It's a plot. But at, like, at the time of being young, 
I remember not understanding and like really not absorbing what was happening, <laughs> being so confused. And I remember asking my mom and she would like explain it and I'd be like, oh, okay. But I don't still, but get not it. understand it. Um, so it was cool like rewatching that and, and like understanding it fully. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Also, fun fact, I have a new favorite actor because of this movie. Burt Lahr, I have yet to research him and see if he has a seedy background, but he's so funny. He's the cowardly lion, and I really dig it. He's my favorite one by far. Um, yeah, I'm, like, obsessed with him. And also, another fun fact, Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the West, had only 11 minutes of screen time, I think it was, and she, like, stole the movie. Like, huh. she is probably one of my... She was my favorite character when I was little. Um... Yeah, like, everyone remembers The Wicked Witch of the West. 11 minutes. She only had 11 minutes out of, like, a two-hour film. That's crazy. Insane. Um, I also really enjoyed this topic because I've been thinking about the movie Toy Story a lot recently. Oh, boy. That movie is, like, pretty dark. Yeah, it um, is. First, um, Woody, the toy cowboy... I'm assuming our listeners have seen these movies. <laughs> um, Toy Story is about toys yeah. in Andy, just a human boy's room, who come to life when he's away. Keep going, Dora. Boom. That was a great <laughs> summary. Thank you. Um, but Woody is, like, so jealous of Buzz. Like, I love... Buzz is an, a new action <laughs> figure in the home. Yeah, Woody's, like, top dog, and then Buzz Lightyear is the new toy, and... Um, there's tension um but I, I also i was watching the wizard of oz and i was like these are not characters these are like people or or like things i guess scarecrow and tin men um but care like characters in the story but they are not complex they are not deep they are just like kind of painted with who they are um woody is a real character oh yeah woody experiences like negative emotions and that's not just like fear or like angry but like he is jealous and he is petty and he is bitter and i love that in 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 kids movies when the when the characters are real and i was i was also i watched a lot of um steven universe over the summer mm. which is an amazing tv show everyone should watch it it's so amazing but Part of what I liked about it so much is it is a kids show, but there are it's a child interacting with all these adults, and the adults aren't just like Charlie Brown esque like, wah, 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 and the kids are the kid does his thing. The adults are complex. The adults have history and like emotional baggage, and they are like dealing with it. And this kid is experiencing it, and he's. I think it's so important to have film and media that is like children are not removed from this adult world like you're involved in it you're gonna be a part of it so get ready for it and it's complex and dirty and messy and like I don't know I I think that's so much more valuable than like I don't know like the little mermaid or like Beauty and the Beast I was thinking about Beauty and the Beast earlier um, just because I have been, like, watching Disney movies very critically. Mm-hmm. And something that bothers me so much about Beauty and the Beast is, like, the Beast is so brash or whatever. And Belle is, like, actually scared of him because he's scary and a monster. Yeah. Um, which is fair. And I get that it's, like, um, 
oh I'm trying to think of the word it's like not everyone's as they appear which is like a really important Mm. message for kids to take away but I hate I really don't like that it's a man who is not as he appears there's this line in one of the songs um that's like um who'd have thought who'd have known or something like that and then like but he was mean and he was coarse and unrefined but now he's dear and so unsure I wonder why I didn't see it there before Mm. and it's like boys are gonna be mean to you but like deep down they're like really nice so like and it's like what like no that's not that that makes me so mad but they're also like those characters are he first he's mean and like so aggressive and then all of a sudden there's a total 180 switch and he is timid and unsure and like kind which is lovely but and like i get that it's like a defense whatever but there's no characterization it's just character character like I don't know. Don't don't <laughs> dig it. And Toy Story does a great job of um, making Woody complex. And Buzz isn't Buzz is pretty complex as well. I would say Woody's definitely the yeah. Woody's main the character. one that goes from being like a total hero in Andy's room, like he's seen as the best character. And then as soon as like Buzz comes in, he like tries to stay cool, but he still wants dominance. Yeah. And then it's like, ooh, like, power dynamic. Yeah, which exactly. like kids need to be exposed to. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are those are the movies I watched. Um, we're gonna play a couple songs, and then Donald's gonna come back talking about things. Yeah. So <laughs> enjoy. We're gonna be playing What Duff Life by Zoo Strategies. And don't say the second one. I'll talk oh, about it when we come back. I will not. Um this song is um pretty funny because the genre is described as self help music for dogs, which I am just like very enamored with. So yeah. Intriguing. Enjoy that.
awesome. Lost my job. That's a new opportunity. More free time for my awesome community. I feel more awesome than an awesome possum. Dip my body in chocolate frosting. Three years later, I shot the frosting. Smelling like a blossom. Everything is awesome. Stepped in mud, got new brown shoes. Sauce from the wind, and it's awesome to lose. Sauce from the lose. Sauce from the lose. Sauce from the lose. Sauce from the lose. listened to was uh tega and sarah's everything is awesome tegan and sarah tega and sarah bad one um featuring the lonely island so can you guess what i watched <laughs> the lego movie know? that's what i watched um so i'm gonna straight up say i was not impre- like expecting anything good out of this movie same okay so i heard about the lego movie and i'm like this is just some sort of weird publicity scam thing yeah i was like why would you make a movie out of legos like it makes no sense what what story is behind legos the answer is so many stories that's the thing like i had never thought about it but the lego franchise has so many different like themes in like the different sets they have so there's the lego star wars lego batman lego superman like there's so many different franchises within the lego franchise and each of them has its own different story so i was like "Ooh, what story can you make out of legos like just mash all of them together which I, is what they did. I also think that, like, the Lego movie, because I think Lego, like, approached Warner Brothers and was like, we want to make a movie. And Warner Brothers was like, we will make a movie if it's good. Like, yeah. like they had to make it, like, a genuinely good film. Otherwise, people would be like, what is this? Yeah, exactly. Thing? It would be dumb if it wasn't a really good movie. Yeah. And it was such a good movie. So good. Oh, my God. So, basically, the premise of this movie, of this movie is, like, it's all done in stop-motion animation. Well, not all mostly done in stop motion animation with the actual legos and 
it's just this world made out of Legos where all of the Legos in this society like follow a very strict set of rules and it's terrible because they're all kind of brainwashed to follow the same rules. They all like the same things, including the song Everything is Awesome, which is like the anthem of the community. Um, and then one of these Lego pieces, Emmett, like he doesn't actually have any friends. He follows all the rules and he thinks... He has lots of friends, but when you think about it, he, no one actually likes him. No one really cares about him. Uh, and then he just, like, stumbles upon this, like, lady after work who's just creeping around the construction site, not following the rules. And he's, like, about to approach her, but he falls, like, through a hole and finds this weird piece of Lego, which they call the piece of resistance. And we find out that there's this whole prophecy and this rebellion against the rules that are set in this like totalitarian government of the Legos, um, where the person that finds the piece of resistance is going to save the world and destroy the current regime they're all under. Uh, so this guy Emmett is just taken into the, these rebel headquarters and tries to save the world. But he's just this ordinary guy. Like, he doesn't have anything special about him. He's always just tried to follow the rules and, like, conform and never did anything special. So all his ideas are boring. He's really not talented at all. <laughs> but it's so cool because he, like... Because he's so ordinary, he comes up with ideas that these super creative people would never come up with because they're thinking about creative things. And then you get all these different franchises that come in. So, like, Batman comes in, and he's an important character. And then you have, like, Superman that appears, and he's funny. And then you have a bunch of little superheroes in Lego form that appear and i'm not gonna say what happens because you should really watch this movie it's just there's a great plot twist towards the end where it's just like super meta because it's just this lego world but who controls the legos <laughs> <laughs> i'll leave you with that who knows uh yeah i was just thoroughly impressed by the lego movie i think it is a fantastic film and it's not as dumb as it sounds so you should totally watch it because it's great uh i also watched mulan but like it's very clear why i like mulan great because it's awesome yeah, great female representation great like action taken by an awesome character so i'm not going to talk too much about it because i'd like to segue into jumanji because next week, next week? Yeah. Next week, uh, on Friday, we're having our first beer garden of the year. Bizzer, beverage garden. Bizzer garden, exactly. Um, and what we are showing is Jumanji, <laughs> which is super appropriate now because Jumanji is a kid's movie. Or at least I watched it when I was a kid. It's debatable whether it's a kid's movie because it's, it's terrifying. Scary. <laughs> it's a terrifying movie, but in the best way. Yeah. Also, Robin Williams is in it. So, you know, what more do you need? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fun. It's in the atrium. It's next Friday, so the 21st, 22nd? 21st. 21st? Yeah. Um, starts come at 7. The movie will start at 8. It's going to be awesome. So much fun. Yeah, we're going to close off the atrium for the first time, so we, we don't have the norm anymore, but we have other awesome things. So, yeah, yeah that's going to be awesome. Look forward to it. Yeah, you should definitely come over because <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Another uh, cool thing is we still have a VIF voucher for tonight yeah tonight's so, the last night you can use it last chance to take our voucher it's free yeah shoot us a facebook message and we will get it to you yeah so that's a great thing yeah so hit us up if you want it 
Don't if you don't. <laughs> no pressure. Exactly. Um, we also want to um, touch a little bit on um, maybe last week, a couple weeks ago, we had our Almost Famous Movie Night with CATR. It was so much fun. Um, we watched the movie, which is cool. We had pizza. We had popcorn. Very chill. Very fun. Really dug it. Um, and productions workshops are happening now. Go on our Facebook page. Check them out. We just finished up pre-production, so it was writing and budgeting and everything. And we so have, many people are coming to them. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very, very popular. People seem really into it. We are really into it. And yeah, check it out. Um, so as per usual, we're gonna do a little sign off. Um, you ready? Be- well, I'm just gonna oh, preface go. this with a because this specific actor was in a brilliant children's movie a few years ago called we bought a zoo we want to recognize him so thanks for tuning in and shout shout out out to to matt Matt Damon. damon have a great day everyone i hope i don't know i hope i hope you dig it i hope you dig kid movies enjoy
That's why I 